Hey podcast, how is it going? So one of the questions I get asked quite a lot and getting asked more about recently is organic marketing. How do I get more leads and more good quality clients for my boot camp, my gym, my transformation center and do it organically? So get I uh, you know get this quite a lot and I think it's happening more in recent weeks and months because hopefully a lot of you guys are now starting to take the advice I've been giving the last couple of years, the last three or four years actually, that you can't solely rely just on Facebook ads. Paid advertising is brilliant. You wanna have it in your business. It needs to be a strong arm of your marketing, but it can't be the only thing that you do. And if you only use paid advertising, you're putting yourself in a precarious position. But likewise, I would also probably even more need to emphasize that for those of you who want to grow organically and you rely too much on organic marketing and you refuse to really dial in your paid lead generation systems. I think relying on either one is a problem. And so, Let's look at organic marketing or quote, non-paid marketing, shall we? Now, the way we do this across our facilities, the way I've always done this for close to nine years, it comes down to a couple of things. We have, the first component of it really is social media. We can't escape social media. Social media today, I believe, I made a post about this the other day actually. I believe social media is still one of the most undervalued, underrated and overlooked tools and opportunities we have at our disposal today to grow a local fitness business. Really guys, like I, I think so many of us are really throwing away the social media opportunity. When you get paid advertising dialed in first, and that's why I always recommend people to get their paid advertising on Facebook dialed in first because it is a relatively simple process. Uh, I've helped dozens and dozens of FitPros set up their Facebook ads successfully. Even though they tried agencies, they struggled for years, they wasted money when they did it alone. Following my methodology, 99.9% of the time, FitPros were able to set it up within a couple of hours and get constant leads coming in, at least three to 10 qualified leads a day, which dramatically changes the future of their fitness business. So I, re I recommend you get that dialed in first. And once your paid ads are dialed in and you do have a number of leads coming in daily, then you now have more free time and energy. And this is where you put into your organic social media efforts. So basically guys, it's, it's as simple as this. I think locally you wanna be focusing on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. That's where I really see things locally. You can talk a lot about you know LinkedIn and Snapchat and all the other platforms, which is fine, but I really think that locally where it's at, it's, it's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, they're the three things you wanna dial in and they all have different benefits. So Facebook, quickly guys, organic Facebook, you wanna be posting at least, I would say five to 10 times a day across Facebook's multiple platforms. And what I mean by that is, if you're a PT owner, you're a PT or gym owner, you have your own personal Facebook page, which you can definitely use to get clients. I've used it uh, very well to get clients from Facebook. 
you have your personal profile, so you can post three to four times a day on your personal uh, about what you do and you know helping people and nutrition and fitness and personal development and post all that stuff. You then should have your own Facebook page. This would be the, the, the Facebook page for your gym or your business, more of the brand page. And you can post on there three to four times a day without any effort. And then I suggest you open a free community Facebook group and you post three to four times a day in there as well. So I'm not gonna make this about what content to create because that's being covered elsewhere. In fact, I have a 45 minute full tutorial on content creation strategy and I'll, I'll link that below for you. Um, but this is just more of a macro picture of what you should be doing, how often and so on. The creative I'll link below, but that's Facebook, right? So you have three main Facebook platforms. You have your personal, you have your page, and you have your group. And you can you, you could all post at least three times a day on there. If you're struggling for ideas, try posting up one uh, testimonial each day, like a case study or a before and after photo kind of thing. You could also post one engagement post, like something where you ask the audience for questions, like do a poll, what's your favorite cheat meal, do you prefer long distance running or short intervals, uh, do you do weightlifting, you know, yes or no, why not, do you think weights milk can make you bulky, whatever, whatever topics you know that your audience love to discuss about that are controversial online make um, great engagement bait for stuff like that. Uh, and of course, you just get people talking, get some opening up, this will work well, particularly in your Facebook group. And the point is to get conversations flowing and get people to open up so that you can then respond to them, engage with them, see where their mindset is, and ultimately move them closer towards a private message or a DM with you, where you can then have a phone call, book a consultation, book a trial, or whatever your lead conversion mechanism might be. But that's Facebook, first of all. So with your three sub Facebook platforms, group, page, profile, you should be able to post at least 10 times a day. Super easy, three posts on each. You can even repurpose and copy and paste some of the posts around if you want to at different times. And Facebook, okay, so Facebook obviously, I don't need to explain why Facebook is beneficial. It's still the biggest social media platform in the world. Uh, not only that though, the, the 30 and 40 and 50 years plus age demographic is fast growing on Facebook, organically and when it comes to ads. I mean, right now I'm here in Cyprus and my parents are visiting. I'm actually on the, on the road, we're gonna go and see them today. And my parents are in their early 60s and they've caught the uh, the scrolling bug and <laughs> we're sitting down for lunch and you know they can't help but pull out their phones and they scroll Facebook and they read everything they read my posts and uh, it's something called consumption time that the older demographic of 30 40 50 years plus do more of they don't swipe uh, and just go through things as much as young people do they tend to stop and consume the content more. Even my parents read and like my Facebook posts. I don't think they have any clue what I'm even talking about. But, <laughs> but I get a, I get a, you know I get a like, thanks mom, uh, commenting on my Facebook posts. So that demographic, which I know a lot of you guys serve, at least the 30 plus market or 40 plus, 
is uh, very is very much caught on Facebook right now, paid and organic. So that's going to be the platform that will really help that audience in the next five to ten years. Now the next platform is Instagram. I think Instagram is Instagram gets a lot of slack, and you might have heard a lot of negativity on Instagram, where organic reach is declining, uh, influencers are going under, and this kind of thing, which is happening. However, you have to realize with any platform. There's, there's like a macro, national, or, or global component, and then there's a local ecosystem. And how things work locally is very different to how they work nationally. I mean, Facebook or Facebook ads is one example of a platform like this where Facebook ads, if you target people on Facebook ads nationally, like if you're an online coach and you want to uh, target all the, the, the prospects in the UK or in America, then your ad costs will go up dramatically because you're competing nationally. But if you use adverts locally, you have far less competition and your adverts still perform much better relatively. So for example, if you're an online coach, I recommend you still advertise in your local region. And so any platform works the same. Instagram organic is no different. So whereas I think Instagram reach and performance on the macro, if you're national or international, might be hitting a bit of decline. Locally, for, for gym owners, for transformation center, for studio owners and for PTs, I think Instagram hasn't even got started yet. I don't even think we've maximized its potential or come anywhere near. And I'm talking about my own businesses too. Uh, we've been so focused on Facebook and YouTube, which I'll get to in a minute, I'll get to, I'll get to YouTube. Um, and I've been working YouTube for about nine years, but Instagram, I think I've been late to the party on Instagram, and now we're doing Instagram for our gyms. I'm like, holy crap, this, this is still brand new. And I think what's happening is I predict that more people are going to start using Instagram locally. Uh, the people, the people that are maybe coming away from Facebook, the 20 and the 30 year olds you know, 20 to 39 years old, I think we're gonna see more of them using Instagram on a local level. And I think Instagram engagement locally could actually spiral up to where, you know, um, old Facebook levels used to be for social engagement. And there's so many more tools and features because Instagram is not just another platform. It's not just another Facebook. It's a whole different thing with a whole different user experience. And I think properly executed, you're not going to get as much like quality leads or quality conversation on Instagram as you might on Facebook. Instagram isn't where people really go to like discuss things in depth. You have your Facebook profile or your Facebook group for that kind of thing. But Instagram is a great, what I call a surface layer platform where you can get people's attention on there using the hashtags, um, posting locally, being a micro local influencer or collaborating with local influencers who might have just a couple thousand more followers than you. And I think just look at your audience, guys. Like look at the, if you serve 30 to 50 year old men and women, just, just browse them, watch what they do online or ask them, survey them. And I bet you're gonna see, if you ask them, are they using Instagram more today than they have in the last couple of years? I bet they would all tell you they're using Instagram more and more and more. And that trend, I think, is just going to go up and up. So where it's been kind of cool and now it's no longer cool for the young people, it's been that trend. Facebook was the same way. Most social platforms are. They start young, 
And then, you know, the young people take on the new social media platform. They ride it to death and, and make become influencers and make money out of it. And eventually then, the parents start jumping on, saying, oh, what's this cool stuff? And then the parents come on and make it less cool. I'm just talking from a kid's perspective here or a teenager's perspective. And then, of course, as the parents or the older demographic take over the platform, the kids just go off and find something else and they find the next Instagram or Snapchat or TikTok or whatever. So I think Instagram now is, it's now when that, that 30 plus, 40 plus demographic, which is our audience for fitness, is now starting to really seep in on a local level. So a lot of the major influ- Instagram influencers that are talking trash right now or have lost their organic reach, and it's, it's all a calamity, that's for the 20-year-olds who made, who spent the last five years building authority on Instagram. Now they're 25 or 30 years old, and they're not as cool anymore. So they've got to become cool on a new platform or to a new audience. So don't listen to that stuff on Instagram. I think locally it has tons of potential. Particularly Instagram stories is where you want to focus on. Use your feed, your newsfeed posts, really... Um, to you know, make use of hashtags, of posting often, of showing a good aesthetic. Use your feed, it's like your canvas, it's like your website where people are gonna look at that and they wanna be able to see good shots of your gym, of your community, of people having fun. They wanna look at it like a window into your business and that's what your news feed on Instagram should be for, where people can see all your images. Um, so make those images really quickly show people a picture tells a thousand words about your gym and how you know it looks inviting warm make sure they can see plenty of other clients who are the same demographic as them so you know they can then see contextually that though this is a place where people like me go to and then your stories you really want to use then to get that relevance and tell Instagram that you're active and your profile should be followed by people in your area. So you wanna post on your newsfeed, I would say once every couple of days is sufficient, like three to four times a week. Um, And then use your stories, you wanna post at least five times a day onto a story, which is very simple to do because a story is just you documenting what you're doing. So, and remember, if you make a one minute video, that's actually four stories because a story is no longer than a 15 second video. So by recording like just one minute in the morning of kicking off about what you're gonna do today, like, hey guys, uh, hey, and and make it contextual to Instagram. So you'd say like, hey Instagram, today we've got uh, three killer sessions this morning, gonna be taking the guys through whatever, you know, um, abs or we're gonna do a shoulder workout. Um, drop a couple of tips and insights like we're gonna be doing some some drop sets and the reason we do that is to fatigue the muscles and get more growth out of them or whatever you know whatever it is you do and just drop some insights and just kind of like tips but you're sharing some tips through a contextual story and also demonstrating authority that you're gonna, gonna go and do this with clients and if you do that for a minute just outlining what you're going to do today and dropping a tip here or there, like the, the, the methodology behind your workout plan today for yourself or for your clients, then that's four videos, that's four stories already. And you can do that by seven o'clock in the morning. Then, of course, you're going to drop some video shots, some live, some live videos, some photos of your workouts that you guys do. Again, not people lying on the floor covered in sweat and dying. 
but the high fives, the group cheers, the group hugs, the, the positive stuff, the empowering stuff, that's what you want to be sharing, guys. Not not a photo with like, oh, look, we killed everyone with burpees. Like, that's, I mean, again, know your audience. If that's, if you're looking at a very extreme CrossFit crowd and they respond to that, then cool. But the majority of you guys who are in, looking for a mainstream audience don't want to see that. They want to see, wow, Shelly did her first five push-ups today or, you know, Dave did a pull-up for the first time and now he's like, you know, high-fiving all the guys or whatever. That's the kind of thing you want to show that your community is all about. And so you can drop three or four stories from the workouts, documenting what's happening, showing people what they're missing out on, giving them a window into your business. Like, hey, this is what we do. This is who we are. This is what it's all about. And if you then at the end of the day just wrapped up with another one-minute video uh, with like more maybe more like mindset lessons learned. Like today we had a great session. Dave did his first pull-up as you guys saw in that image we posted earlier. And you could give like a, a, a mental takeaway. Like one of the main things we realized today is that people can do, they realize they can do more than they think they can. And we realized if, if, if because, of the, because of the support of the group pushing them along, they were able to do more than they would have done on their own. And so therefore being part of a group can really help you work better and get better results so you're now weaving it into the real the real um, benefits of why you do what you do and talking about the community and the coaching and the accountability and the programming and all the stuff they get from a program like yours and that could be one more minute and then when you've done that then that's, that's an, another four stories so just by doing two one minute videos and dropping three or four clips from the day you now have basically up to 10 to 12 stories on Instagram. And what's even cooler, if you now sync up, you sync up your settings. So make sure your Instagram is a business profile and you can then sync it with your Facebook page. So your gym can have an Instagram profile. It's synced up with its Facebook page. And then everything you post on Instagram is automatically posted on the Facebook page. So if you do that and you now post 10 stories on the gym's Instagram, you automatically then have 10 stories on the Facebook page. So now you've got 20 pieces of content on social media. And so when I talk about making 50, 60 pieces of content or Gary Vaynerchuk talks about it, and you guys immediately freak out and think, I can't do that, I haven't got time to do that. It's not that we're making 60 unique pieces of content, we're using repurposing and automations to actually do it quite well. So if I posted one newsfeed image on Instagram and then I then I made 10 stories on Instagram, that's 11 pieces of content, they, they are then all auto-posted to Facebook. So I've just done 22 pieces of content and it's actually taken me about three minutes total time to do 20 pieces of content. If you then post on your, you could also share some of those photos to your Facebook group. Another quick tip there as well, guys, I would... Um, whatever you post on Instagram, um, what I find works well is what you post on Instagram, kind of like documenting your day, also works quite well on your Facebook group. So, and that's what gets good engagement on the Facebook group. So, so I would say um, when you record your stories on Instagram, if you record those one minute videos, don't record them into Instagram. Like don't, don't open up your Instagram stories and then hit video record. 
Instead, make the video on your phone. Use your regular video recorder and then up upload that video as a story. So that way you still have the video in full on your phone. And then you can go over to your Facebook group and you can upload the one minute video to the Facebook group as well. And so your Facebook group also should be where you show people because these people are quite engaged. They need to see the, the FOMO of missing out. Like what are they missing? What's it like in your business? Make your Facebook group also a window to your business. Like, hey, we did this today. Hey, we're doing this today. Hey, Carl got these results today. So people eventually feel like they want to be part of it and they reach out to you. So there's some tips on Instagram. And um, I'll quickly on hashtags. I know some of you guys will ask about hashtags. Simply put, guys, you want about five to ten hashtags per post uh, or per story. And you want to always use your local hashtags. So if you're in if you're in you know Doncaster, you'll put hashtag Doncaster. If you're in uh, you know Greenwich, you'll put hashtag Greenwich. Always use the local local hashtags because hashtags just think of them as keywords. Like on Google, you have keyword searches. Just think of hashtags like that. So people in your area will be searching that hashtag, or Instagram will show people in your area posts that have that hashtag. And then look at things like you'd put for a regular Google SEO. So it might be things like your area personal trainer. So you could let's say let's use an example. We're in. Um, let's say Liverpool. So you might say some of your hashtags might be um, hashtag Liverpool, hashtag Liverpool personal trainer, hashtag Liverpool personal training, hashtag Liverpool fitness classes, Liverpool gym, Liverpool weight loss, Liverpool fit fam, Liverpool CrossFit, Liverpool Weight Watchers. You could use all these different things um, uh, and just you know select like five or ten each one and you have a good chance of showing up for these things. If you put very general hashtags like weight loss, fitness, inspiration, workout, the problem is that's like going on Google and trying to rank for fitness. It's not going to happen because these are general search terms that the giant influencers are going to dominate. So you want to use the more longer tail, local-based hashtags that there's less competition for, and therefore you have a much higher chance of getting found for them. And then finally on YouTube. Now, uh, I actually have a whole seven-day YouTube course where I go into this and I give it I give it as a free bonus to my men my one-to-one mentorship clients. Um, but YouTube is a very powerful local strategy too. Now, the important thing to know about YouTube is this. YouTube is not a social media platform. It has social media elements, but ultimately, YouTube is a search engine. That's the difference. When you understand that one thing, it is a search engine. That changes the game because the difference is if you make content on social media or let's say you make content on a blog and you then try and send traffic to that blog, right? But YouTube is different. You shouldn't have to spend a lot of time sending traffic to a YouTube video because YouTube already has an audience and all YouTube wants to know is where is the best place or the best video to send our audience. So much like it works like Google, if you have, um, you know, if your YouTube is, is keyworded, your YouTube videos have the right keywords in them, 
You can use hashtags also in YouTube descriptions now. And you make videos centered around those keywords we talked about already, very similar to the hashtags. You know, Liverpool personal trainer gives three tips or or Liverpool personal training or Liverpool gym or whatever it might be. Make videos that include those keywords. And then YouTube is gonna start sending its traffic, all the people who are searching on YouTube or Google, because it's owned by Google. So all the people searching for those kind of terms like personal trainer in Liverpool, fitness classes in Liverpool, you have a much higher chance now that YouTube will show them your video. Because it'll say, well, this person's searching for personal trainers in Liverpool, and oh, this video is about Liverpool personal training. So it will then show you the result. It will show that person the, the results. And YouTube sends the thousands of searches to your video when you do it right. If you're just dropping videos left, right, and center on YouTube with no rhyme or reason, then you have to generate your own traffic. But if you optimize the videos and strategically create the videos so they're keyword-based, you're now telling YouTube, hey, I know you have an audience of whatever it might be, 7,000 people a month who are searching these topics. These are the videos to send them to. And then, of course, so you make your videos. A couple of quick tips on YouTube. I would make your videos between anything between 8 and 15 minutes long. Shorter videos, like under five minutes, don't, tell, don't tend to do so well. Uh, so anything from like at least 8, eight 10, 12 minutes is fine. Make sure you optimize it around one central keyword. Don't try and do all of them. Just make one video around one keyword. Don't make it robotic. So think of a way to add value as well for the audience. So if you are doing a video that's around the keyword uh, Liverpool personal trainer, think of a way to make that contextual and add value. So it might be, for example, Liverpool personal trainer gives his three top fat loss tips. Right, and then you've got a video that, that is around that topic. So you put that in the title. Make sure that keyword, Liverpool personal trainer, is in the title. Make sure it's written probably at least two or three times in the description. So you can have a paragraph. When you write the description text under the video on YouTube, make sure you put it there again. And so you could say, in this video, top Liverpool personal trainer, uh, Mr. You know, James James. John <laughs> gives his three top tips away. Then you can put links and call to actions on YouTube. Now you can put the links in there where you can now say to find out more or sign up for our one week free trial or to enroll for our apply for our next six week challenge or whatever it might be. Go to this link and then you'll put a link to your landing page. And so you can do that on YouTube. Uh, and there's other thing, cool things you can do then. You can also put key, keyword tags in the video, in the advanced options. So you can put the keyword tags there. Liverpool personal trainer, Liverpool personal training, Liverpool fitness, uh, and so on. So about again, about five, five or six good keywords work there. And, and then really for frequency on YouTube, I would say you want to be posting, try and post at least two to three videos a week is what I would say. Because uh, it shows YouTube you're constantly updating, you're staying relevant, and, and two to three videos a week should be no problem for you. Now what we teach, when we do our, when we teach FitPros our entire content repurposing strategy, which we've been doing for a few years. So what we would do is, we would start actually, this entire content thing starts with a pillar video, where <clears throat> we could kick the week off with a 12 minute video, and, um, 
that would first go onto YouTube, but then we would look for little clips to take out of it. You might have seen my videos do this on the internet as well. So we'll make a longer 12, 15 minute video. Then we might clip out, say, two or three short segments of, of three to five minutes each. And these shorter videos, we pepper around Facebook so we can upload them to our Facebook page. So on our Facebook page, for example, not many people are going to watch a 12 minute video because they're not on Facebook to learn stuff. But on YouTube, because YouTube is a search engine, you will watch longer videos on YouTube because you're there to kind of get information. It's an information platform. So, so on YouTube, we can put the full 12 minute video and it'll get more consumption. But on Facebook, we might take two or three shorter video clips from that and put them on Facebook as posts. And, and on those Facebook videos, we would then put the link to the full video. So we could say, hey, this is a three minute clip uh, revealing maybe one fat loss tip to see the full video with two more tips, click here and go back and check out our YouTube video, right? And that's how you get people into that funnel, that content marketing funnel where they will watch a teaser video, they'll then go on and watch the full video and then under the description on YouTube, they can then take your call to action and reach out to you. This is what funnels basically are today, guys. They're content marketing-based funnels, or they're inverted, which means the inverted funnel means all the, co all the content is outside of web pages. People haven't got to opt in to get the content anymore. You have to give all the content up front, track the person's behavior through or around your social media platforms, and then find ways to generate those one-on-one -on -one conversations by having good content that has a good mix, ultimately, of the three the three core pillars of, of organic marketing are uh, social proof or inspirational posts. So you're gonna inspire people with case studies and testimonials. You you need education posts to teach them the principles that they need and, and why they've been going wrong, why they haven't been able to get results. And you need to, need to have an engagement post as well. So engagement posts which ask their opinion, ask them a poll. Um, chat about random things, start discussions. That's the three major types of content that our system is based on. Inspire, educate, engage. And when you get those three things dialed in, you hit every kind of psychological factor and that's what's going to dramatically boost your chances of them then feeling connected to you, like they know you, like you and trust you. And that is when they will reach out and they'll send you that Instagram DM or that Facebook messenger or that many chat uh, page message or they'll text you or they'll call your phone number or opt into your application form, whatever it is that you do. You need this and, and, and really organic marketing, like I said at the start of this podcast, is becoming more and more important now because fit pros are realizing that funnels in their traditional sense don't really work. There's the, the days of getting someone to opt in their email address and try and shove them through watching three big videos or watching a webinar or doing that stuff doesn't really work. And, and to be honest, for me, it's never worked in the local fitness business. That is stuff that's used for online marketers selling kind of, you know, shitty high ticket products. For a local business, uh, it's a whole different approach. And we don't, I've never used any of that stuff. For me, it's always been content, 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 content. 
and and then leading people back into even nine years ago when I first started and all I had was Facebook and YouTube, I'd be dropping a YouTube video every single day, and I would be drop out and because it was a lot harder to make videos back then, and I would be probably posting about five to ten times a day on Facebook. So, so there's your opportunity, guys. Social media is really overlooked, really undervalued, and you need to be getting out there posting that content. Um, also, you need a good reach out engagement strategy, which I'll probably talk about on a different podcast. I'll probably probably do a follow up to this one and talk about engagement because publishing content is only the first part of this. That's you putting content out there. But the other part that we're totally neglecting on social media is the engagement aspect where we actually go and engage on other people's content and we leave them comments and we strike up conversations and we add people to our network and we DM people and get to, and make connections in a non-spammy way. That's a whole other side of what we do, which works extremely well, but that will take a podcast in itself. So let me know what you think about this, guys. What social media are you doing? Are you using the ultimate trifecta of Facebook, Instagram, YouTube? Uh, what have you taken away from this? What's the biggest thing you're going to do as a result of watching this? And again, guys, I'd really appreciate it. If you get any value out of this, please subscribe to this podcast or uh, um, leave me a review on iTunes. That will really help my podcast rankings. And if you could go to YouTube and uh, subscribe, if you're listening to this on YouTube, subscribe, share on the video. That'll help a ton. And ultimately, guys, leave your feedback, reach out to me. If you have any questions, you can reach me on WhatsApp at 00357-9680-6626. Shoot me a message. Uh, You'll be coming through to me personally. All right, guys, hope you have a great day. Use these tips and then look out for the next podcast episode where I'll go into part two of our organic strategy, which is the engagement and reach out strategy. Look forward to sharing that with you. See you guys soon.